That's anyway. why we love them. That's why we mm. love them. <laughs> How are you, Clashers? How's it been? Hey, it's been fantastic. I know we're. Yeah, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys since uh, since Christmas, and Alex much longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good All that time ago, really got me again. <laughs> I tell you, snatched me up in the middle of the night. I see. Yeah. Uh, I see some, you know, some some inflamed flesh, some scrapes, some bruises. <laughs> what do you do to you this time? Was he hitting you with that year. wicker broom? <laughs> I know he loves to hit you with that wicker broom. Wait, so did you all end up watching Krampus or just the three of your movies? No. No, why would we have watched Krampus? Yeah, no, just the three of our movies. We're talking about your kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Again. Krampus. By Krampus, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah God, yeah, he yeah, must have hit you so yeah. hard you don't even remember. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like those UFO stories. People just abducted and, like, mind control. That's kind of what happened. But... Wait, so yeah, because I thought I told Kyle my my Christmas movie had I not been brutally kidnapped would have been Krampus, so I'm guessing that was not watched, right? That yeah, no, that's some that's like mm-hmm. some fucked Stockholm syndrome shit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it was to commemorate. <laughs> well, it's not so bad. It was to commemorate <laughs> my anniversary of last year, but then lo and behold, I ended up getting kidnapped again. So yeah, yeah lo and behold, you were once yeah, again on the naughty <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, my well. My bruises are healing, so I'm just ready to talk about a bear and some frogs. Some sad people. <laughs> and yeah, frogs. Well said. Yeah. Well, said. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel like maybe a little, maybe we smooth into this one a little. Yeah. I mean, a, we haven't even introduced ourselves so, yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we haven't. Uh, we haven't. I'm Brendan. Uh, people may have forgotten, yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm two-time running Krampus kidnapping victim, Alex. And uh, I'm Old Testament God. Not the fun God. Not the fun-loving God. The real smiteful God. The one that uh, is gonna, he's going to shoot fucking frogs at you just, just so you <laughs> let his people go, you know? That's me. That's me. Um, yeah, we... Uh, this, this is it. This is the last episode... Of the round of 64, we were supposed to have this done in November, but then someone's house burned down. <laughs> that Old it Testament God. Yeah. That Old Testament God. He's vengeful. He's vengeful. <laughs> I tell you. But, you know, you kind of, um, you know, in a, in a weird way that you you got to atone for your sins early. So the Krampus didn't have to get you come Christmas time. That's true. That's true. That's right. That way I can record the Christmas special on Christmas, uh-huh. which we did. Yeah, we're making this joke. This is going to come out in April. People are going to have completely forgotten the Christmas special. <laughs> but uh yeah. No, I mean this is this is it. Yeah, this is the last exciting. one and uh it is our uh our heaviest matchup yet. It is uh my 9 seed. The highest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington 2, uh, versus uh, some kind of like weird little sex joint Ryan chose. I, I didn't watch it. I don't, I don't really know yeah. what's going on. A uh, little indie director, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, made Magnolia in 1999, and that is my pick, my number eight seed. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start with uh, Paddington 2 here. Uh, and I've got the description pulled up. Uh, the tagline, I actually love it. I think it's fantastic. It takes a bear to catch a thief. Um, and the description is, Paddington, now happily settled with the Browns, picks up a series of odd jobs to 
buy the perfect present for his Aunt Lucy, but it is stolen. Um, not, not a great description, but I, what I else, think that's what all else could I you need say? to get into this. Without, what, I mean, without yeah, I mean, giving like, without away just more saying plot, the entire like, movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's simple. It's right across the board. It'll do. Um, so, yeah. And then a uh, preface I meant to mention when we were talking about how long it's taken us to record. Most of us haven't watched these movies in quite some time, so we might be a little rusty. Um, but, um, these are both yeah. pretty fresh to me. I mean, I feel like oh, cool. both have a lot of really memorable moments. So Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah. That sticks out to me. Let's go first thoughts then. What, what, Paddington 2. What, 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 what do we think? Yeah. What do we think? This is my first time seeing Paddington 2. I had seen the first one. What about I you had, guys? I was going to ask, wait, yeah, did everybody watch the first one as well? I saw the first one like a year ago. I watched both for this one, for this recording, for the first time. Same. I didn't rewatch the first one, but I'm in the same boat as Brennan. I had seen it maybe a year before, approximately. Okay. Um, I can start, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Since I'm going. Um I, uh, I I think this movie's fine. Uh, I think it has a lot of the charm of the first one, and I think it is derivative in a lot of ways as well of the first one. Uh, something that didn't jive as me well with me this time. Um, I don't know. Something about this was just less fun. It was probably more colorful, but it was really just less fun. Uh, I liked all the family elements of the first film. And this one, it was just, it was more about Paddington. And I don't know, I, I feel like I can only stomach so much uh, nonsense hijinks and before it gets a little bit stale. And I really don't feel this one had the emotional payoffs of the first. But that said, uh, there's wow. a lot of really interesting sequences. Uh, still a lot of good heart to this movie. Uh, really uh, fun performances and everything. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And as far as, like, kids' movies go, these ones are, they're fun. They're not just, like... Mindless potty humor, goo goo gaga minions kind of crap, <laughs> which Banana. I definitely appreciate. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's uh, a, uh, it's a little Paul King in an interview uh, talks about uh, why there are no fart jokes or anything like yeah. that in the Paddington movies, and uh, he says, uh, you know, I think they have a place, but I think for every person who likes a fart joke, there's two people that don't. Um, yeah, and I, I really appreciate that because that would make these movies awful to me yeah it it definitely helps set it apart it feels like a very polite movie that you could show anybody yeah um and i i do appreciate that so yeah i mean that's that's my take i i I think this movie is incredibly overhyped i don't think this is even better than the first much less the best movie of all time but i think that was a bit of a meme that (laughs) people got attached to more than anything so uh yeah that's that's my take this one's fine yeah i enjoy yeah i i completely agree uh when i was watching this movie i couldn't figure out if it was a if it was bad that i had seen the first one already or if it was good because i was like i i can't imagine why you would like this movie if you didn't already care about these characters after watching the first one but then i was like the first one is so much better than this that i feel like it makes me appreciate it makes me enjoy this less um so Honestly, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, it, it's really it, it it's a really weird movie. I like a lot of the sort of like physical comedy bits that they do in it. You know, Paddington and the uh, and the barbershop stuff like that. Like that's all really fun. I just think that the story 
isn't very compelling. It re- like a lot of the characters don't have a ton of time to like develop. A lot of things move really quickly because it's moving from like set piece to set piece to set piece. Um, and I was kind of, I, I it, it felt really like long, even though it wasn't that long. And I was really done with it by the end. Uh, I think it's kind of a, it has a lot of really cheap emotional moments that I don't feel like it earns uh, in this one as much as it did in the first one. But I will say that uh, Hugh Grant highlight of the movie. I, Hugh Grant, I love this period of his career that he's in now where he's just doing weird shit. Like this, this to me is the <laughs> same kind of performance as he gives in like Cloud Atlas where I'm just constantly going, Hugh Grant, <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> You're really moving from thing to thing here very quickly and very uh, uh, smoothly. So I enjoyed that, but overall fine movie i i could not understand why people even made a meme about how good this movie was because i I didn't even know what there was to grasp on too oh brendan gleason's good both of them (laughs) yeah it's both had a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes it's not like i mean i think that's kind of the origin i I don't (laughs) but that's the thing i don't even know how this got a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes like i I, i'm like because yeah. you know the rating is just like is it a good movie or a bad movie and 100 percent people said it's at least a good movie and so i got 100 percent. that's a shitty site yeah rotten, rotten tomatoes a bad website they're, they're, they're <laughs> bad at their job <laughs> um I, i'm gonna be a little more positive but then. no i think sorry go ahead if i can just jump yeah, in yeah, real yeah. quick to answer the question yeah i think the other reason the meme got so big is because rotten tomatoes dug up <laughs> one bad review of citizen kane like they they went it was like the the muncie tibet um tibet not because <laughs> like, um, and yeah it was like just one <laughs> one bad review of citizen kane and it brought citizen kane down below paddington too and i think that's where the memes oh, okay from is that yeah they, they went out of their way to find something bad about citizen kane so Paddington Two could be number one. Is Paddington Two in their Alex, pocket or something? Please. Like, why were they targeting <laughs> Citizen Kane and not Paddington? Who who owns Paddington? Is a because I know that what Warner Brothers has an investment in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, do they? Really? Yeah, because this came out with all the Zack Snyder stuff. Because people were like, "Oh, Rotten Tomatoes is intentionally damaging the the Batman v Superman rating." And then it was like, it, even if it was, they would why Warner Brothers like is <laughs> is paying the bills there? Like that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think I did watch this on HBO yeah, Max. Though. I did too. Yeah. So yeah. That is a Warner Paddington Brothers one's thing. on Netflix. Paddington one was on HBO Max a year ago, and that's when I watched it. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. Anyway, Alex, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be a little more positive than Ryan and Brendan. I-, I did really like this movie, but I think I liked the first one just a tad bit more. The yeah, the the plot didn't do it for me in this one. It was a little <laughs> too weird. For me like a little too all over the place which was fun in its own right but i think paddington one was a little more of a better like movie overall to me but i mean this movie had a ton of fun characters yeah brendan gleason hugh grant i think just the whole prison sequence is fun but the prison sequence is like in a vacuum it's a fun little 
detour of the movie and like if that was just like a little short film i would have loved it but kind of embedded in the rest of paddington 2 felt a little off to me um and i i agree <laughs> yeah i paddington 1 i think i i laughed weird. more um i think i felt a little more it was also my first you know exposure to, to paddington and so like i was definitely more charmed um and this one was a little more the same and the things they changed i don't think elevated above what the first one did um, but I appreciate what they did. I, I I can definitely say these are two different movies. They definitely didn't retread a lot of the same beats. So I like that like that about it. But um, overall, I mean, it kind of solidified for me that I'm into this world. I like I love this director and what he's doing with the with the the property. I've never really been exposed to Paddington, but I like that this is like a a respectful kids movie, more like a family movie. Uh, everyone gets something out of it. Um, Paddington's cute as ever. Love the voice actor. Just I'm charmed to bits watching this, and yeah, <laughs> I think I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Felt it's Ben Weishaw. Felt Ben yeah. Weishaw is the voice actor. It it felt like a pre CG Disney movie or something. You know, like like a uh, very genuine. Mm. Like not a lot of like snark or I don't know, like loud comedy. Because like I mean. Disney yeah. animation yeah. now is, a, is almost the same thing as Pixar, where it's just like, yeah, you'll have like a fart joke or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there, there'll be like a weird yeah. scene. <laughs> no, I, I think I stand by this is a very polite property. Mm. <laughs> and it feels that way it's just a shame that it takes such a hard stance in the, you know, in the Ukraine conflict by casting their president as Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, for those unaware, in the Ukrainian uh, version of Paddington, Volodymyr Zelensky voices Paddington Bear. If you <laughs> take whatever stance you want, <laughs> I think it's adorable. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's hear it. Well, yeah. I, what do you get? I am... Uh, I... Th- I can't tell if I'm shocked or if I'm like, nah, I, th- I think I, I see where you guys are coming from on the... If, uh, if you'll remember, on my original list that I had to shape up because it was mostly sequels and all of them, I had both Paddington properties on I know. Here. I, I uh, kept thinking that we were going to get to both movies as we were doing this this podcast, and I was like, wait, yeah, is it only two now? And lo and behold, it was. Yeah, no, I, cha- I, I, I wanted to make the list, you know, everything's unique at least. Um, uh, and, you know, I figured, eh, if they want to watch others, they can. Um, and I agree with you guys in part um about paddington one uh because I, I watched them both in preparation for this um and i definitely i think you hit it best ryan the first one focuses just i mean not not even more the first one focuses on the family this one doesn't the family are just kind of pieces to help paddington in this one whereas the first one's like oh everybody's growing and i i agree there i like that emotional beat more i dislike nicole kidman's antagonist way more um and i think that's what brings paddington 2 up for me i like the conflict Mm. here a lot more Um, i agree I think in general, I'm not a big fan of Nicole Kidman, but, uh, except for those AMC, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I like Hugh Grant's, uh, performance more and his, his, uh, his villain arc more. I think it's a lot more enjoyable to me. Um, 
So I, yeah, I, I totally understand why all you guys are saying you like Paddington one more. I, I, I probably could persuade myself to agree. Um, the only thing I'll differ on is, uh, I love the prison sequence. I think it makes this movie. Um, I like the, I like the themes it's trying to get across. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of arguments that Paddington one is the, the, perfect immigrant story and it's supposed to show hey you know everybody deserves a chance and that paddington 2 is uh well hey maybe our maybe our look at the prison system is uh a bit problematic and these people are people and not monsters after all um i i don't quite ascribe to that but uh you know i think it's worth mentioning um but yeah i i, I you guys really put it best uh again ryan i re- it's a very polite movie I really like the morals it has for children a lot of the times. Um, and I, I just, I think it's really well made and well crafted. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with its, uh, its choice on here. I think, yeah, the only other thing I'd push back on is because of the antagonist. I, I really, I like the emotional payoff at the very end of this one more than I like Paddington one. I like the I like the story of what he's trying to do more, um, but yeah, intros being done. Uh, what do we want to What do we want to jump into first? Um, personally, uh, speaking about like comparing like the 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 presence of family in this movie to the first one, uh, I, I my big like sticking point with this movie was how how important the family was to the plot of this movie while also giving them almost like no like time or development in it like that to to me yeah. like the the fact that the son his whole shit with like no I'm I'm cool now is I do like trains yeah. and I'm not afraid who Yeah, it's like so <laughs> yeah. bad. It sucked. It sucked so much. No, I it's unearned. It's an unearned. Um, arc, and then and and, sure. and 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 I think that uh, like a lot of the big emotional like beats of this movie rely on the family still. And it's so weird that it it'd be like if you pulled in like a side character in a movie and be like, "All right, you know, uh fucking I'm trying to even think of I'm trying to think of like an example, but like I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I can't even, it's just like, it's weird that it's like, yeah, a side character, the side character that we've only seen for maybe 10 minutes in the movie, it's going to watch you die. How, how, how do you think about that? Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like I, I weird. Guess the, uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I guess the idea is you're supposed to be introduced from the first. Yeah. Time, I completely understand what you're like on its own. Yeah. It's no, so I mean, weird. They're, like they're, what? Yeah. Uh, like that. I will say. With with how they do it, and I think Alex, you said you like the jokes in the first one more. I think the jokes in this one are far funnier because of just the weird shit they get up to with the family. Like uh, when uh, when the kids at the carnival, and again, I mean, you know, they're just they're just using him as a gag at that point. But he's wearing like the the shade sunglasses, and he's got the all electrics, and he's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just saying nonsense at each other. I real, I really, I think that's a hilarious joke. Um, but yeah, yeah what was his uh, nickname? It was like J Dog. <laughs> J Dog. <laughs> What's up, J Dog? <laughs> <laughs> They're like Sprotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like another another favorite joke of mine. Again, and like Hugh Bonneville 
maybe comes the closest to having an arc out of the family of realizing that he's fine and he doesn't need to go through a midlife crisis but like the uh the the very short uh laying the groundwork for that he's been taking yoga and then he does the splits on the train and he unlocks his energy <laughs> I, I i cackle at that it's hilarious well, yeah it's like yeah. I, it, it it really does make me wish like as 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 the finale of the movie was taking place i was like yeah i wish i didn't actually get so much in the fucking prison because i i really liked the family in the first movie and it was like oh yeah by the end of paddington 2 you start to see more of the family and it's like yeah i I wanted to see more of these characters. Like there were more stories that you could tell with this family and they got put so hard on the back burner that it really bummed me out because mm-hmm. I, I think that this is one of the most like, I don't know, realistic versions of this like kind of tropey family that has been put into film. Like having the dad mm. like, like, cause it does at, at, in the first movie, it originally doesn't really make sense why these two people are married. But then as you find out more about the backstory, it's like, Oh no, I completely buy that these people got married young and then they kind of fell into these roles that they have and it's like oh yeah this is fun yeah. and that like you can still feel the love there even with all the all the tension um and it's like yeah i i i wish i got more of that and instead it was like oh yeah they have bits that they do they have re- they have recurring bits in this yeah. movie and that's all they're good for but yes the mom is going to watch paddington die and it's like no 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 no, no. that's crazy <laughs> 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 yeah. No, the the family being on the back burner was definitely a bit of a bummer. Um and I I don't know. I feel like the script for this one in general is just a little bit weaker. Uh I feel like the the primary driving force of the conflict of getting Paddington to prison is just a little uh overdone, a little lazy, just like Oh, we're arresting you because we think you did this thing that you didn't do, and then oh, you're you're not gonna get your due diligence, and oh no, uh, what a horrible misunderstanding this is. I I always find that frustrating in movies when it's just like something that could be explained if you like talk to each other for even five minutes. <laughs> uh, it just happens so fast that he's suddenly in prison. Um, I just don't think that whole thing comes together very well, and I get that the prison thing. I I do like a lot of the prison parts, but. You company with that with how he got there and just kind of the general feel of the rest of the movie and it just, it just feels strange like it feels like its own movie happening adjacent to these other things happening rather than everything kind of coming together. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird fictionalized I, uh... version of the criminal justice system that is like I, it's trying to say s- that is Britain. Well, well, it's just, it's like it's trying to say something, but then it's also saying nothing at the same time. Like the fact that it's such a strict, uh, um, you know, system that he gets thrown in jail for just even looking like he might have been up to something, and that's coupled with yeah. uh, you're allowed to break out of prison as long as you prove you were wrongfully convicted. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> these things I don't matter. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And it's like, and, and yeah. I know it's and a kid's I, movie, and I know it's a kid's movie, and it shouldn't yeah, matter. But it's also like, the movie makes it important, I guess, to think about it, that it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I Second totally pass agree. of the script. It's like, it is a kid's movie, so it's like, how how mad can you really get at it? But at the same time, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> you can't help but think about it, you know? 
It's just kind of silly. Yeah, honestly, if the, if the cop had grabbed Paddington and then it was cut to him in jail, I wouldn't think about the criminal justice system in the world of Paddington at all because I'd be like, yeah, he just, okay. <laughs> it's it's the trial, really. The trial makes you... It's a little too real I, in the yeah. presence of like a really silly <laughs> bear movie. <laughs> I, I like the trial. I, I think I, I find it very believable. You like uh, you like the trial. <laughs> I do. I do. I, 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 I whatever. Well, they you know because they say off the top like oh well as long as you get a good judge you'll be fine and he gets the judge who he's uh, you know maimed. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught he gets thrown in jail on two charges grand burglary and uh, like uh, foul barbering. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little throwaway joke. I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, oh, that was funny. But no, I mean, like I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see. I, I think they make a good case against Paddington Bear. There's Marley in the store. Uh, Kyle came away from that believing he really did do it. <laughs> I'm still sitting here, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. We haven't proven right. That, uh, Beyond a shadow of a doubt. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I buy it. I, I will. I'll give you. I, I don't know. No, I, I yeah, I think uh, I'm just willing to buy that. And then with the prison escape, you know, that I'll attribute to. Oh, it's a kids movie. Um, but you know, I, I think it still works for the message it's trying to say there. Um, I think it all works. About, I just, you know, I hey. just think that the first movie works without. Like it, it works without caveats. I guess the first movie is just like, is just it, it's just smoother. It's just a little bit smarter. Um, yeah. I never found myself making excuses. Yeah, for it, I guess like I just kind of okay. watched and enjoyed. And this one, I was you know, <laughs> or something like this. You, I hate the phrase, but you kind of turn your brain off. You just kind of enjoy watching Paddington. I don't want to have to think about <laughs> like, like you guys said the judicial system. <laughs> In the Paddington Bear universe, <laughs> it's just a little exhausting for no reason, and that—that's a personal thing. I don't know. Like I said, I find that kind of sequence frustrating in anything, really. Yeah, so. this might be like an Inspector Gadget one versus two situation where I find like I—I I don't know. Like I find myself <laughs> thinking back and going, Inspector Gadget one is a better movie, but if I were a kid, I'd rather watch Inspector Gadget two because it's 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 stupid. <laughs> um. I guess uh, going back oh, I, to how you talked about Can I add the, one more thing the, to that? Oh, yes. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm a little on a different page than you guys. I liked how wacky some of the plot went and, like, just the fact that it started making a, you know, I had a whole-ass commentary on the judicial system, like, we brought up and how, like, it was, like, tackling real themes about, like, prison and all this stuff. I think that's so silly and fun. And, uh, like, I kind of realized that when I was – just watching the second one in in my room by myself. My brother comes in. And he's just kind of like laughing, like, "Are you watching Paddington?" I was like, "Yeah, man. Just finished watching the first one. It's really good." And so he just kind of stood there watching with me. And then he's like, "What's going on?" And then when I found myself like explaining what's going on, and I was like, "Yeah, so Paddington got thrown into bear. Uh, sorry, got thrown into prison on like a wrongful conviction." And he goes, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "Yeah, let me let me backpedal a little bit." And then like, I had to also like briefly summarize the first Paddington. I was like. This is really fun, and like I, <laughs> I like that this movie's going down the stretch. It's like you talk about any like Pixar movie, and like the story is like, oh yeah, Inside Out. It's a you know introspection. What if fire and, like, loved water? Anxiety and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, that kind of stuff. So I love that this movie is different in that way. And like, I, I don't care that it's tackling like real themes and real adult things um, in disguised as like a fun, jovial little kids movie. Um, it's it's just that the, the prison scene, like I said earlier, we spent a little too much time there and it takes away from kind of like what I enjoyed about Paddington and that is like yeah, the family dynamic and just like Paddington getting up to shenanigans and stuff. Um, but I get why the prison scene, the whole sequence was in there to kind of have that payoff in the end. Um, I still think it could have been like a short film and we could have like condensed that down to like a 15 minute feature and then added 30 minutes to the family and all that. Um, but I don't know. The court scene was okay for me because yeah like <laughs> those two counts of one real actual count that you can get in court plus you know foul burglary or uh, barbary <laughs> i don't know that yeah. makes it for me i love just like the the juxtaposition there <laughs> of like the hyper realism mixed with the the silliness of it all i will say i yeah. I, I, I did I, like I the i did just, like the judge constantly coming back as like this this tortured <laughs> individual <Yeah>. by Paddington <laughs> that was killing me <laughs> I think I think the uh, the jokes uh, that revolve around that it, the jokes in prison are probably the funniest in the entire like when they're they're introducing all the uh, the like uh, rogues uh, gallery in the little box and it's uh, they're just coming up with all these silly names and then it's like uh, the honorable the honorable uh, you know Mister Smithers and he goes like oh I hope I can rely on your vote. I, I die. It's le- and then they they do another one with that where they're like, "What do you guys think?" And they're all like, "I don't know. I I don't think these are the guys." And then he goes like, "I couldn't possibly comment." On that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there there is so many just little highbrow jokes that like you know if you're, I I know if I was watching this with my dad as a kid, my dad would laugh at that, and I'd look at him, and then I would also laugh, not understanding why I was laughing, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> There's some there's some great ones in that sequence. Yeah. Um, I guess since we kind of talked about the barbering thing again, what I wanted to talk about, I really like that sequence of him uh, just kind of peddling work, <laughs> and he's just doing the old odd job. I thought that was a really yeah. fun sequence, just seeing him do a lot of different that things. That felt like a children's um, book. Like, that felt like a Curious yeah, George it, book, for sure. I, I really enjoyed that sequence. That felt a lot like the first movie. Just with how I don't know, just the kind of silly antics, but it's it's all leading to something, I guess. Um, it just I don't know. I I think that sequence is really really fun, and I think that that was the best of the uh, the Paddington antics. Um, hmm. Not I didn't find that sequence tedious at all. I, I <laughs> you know that obviously led into the court scene and everything. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Hey, I thought that his mom died. What, uh, oh, go on. In the first movie, I thought. Sally Hawkins? Uh, no, I thought. Oh, you thought you thought uh, the 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 mama mama bear. bear. Yeah. I thought she uh, died in the first Aunt movie. Aunt Lucy. Uh, <laughs> I th- I thought that like the home for retired bears was a euphemism. So when she came back, I was like, oh no, shit. <laughs> well, I think I think that's the joke. Is that when she says that, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, okay, I get. It. And then yeah, no, there's actually this home for retired bears in Peru. Where they all just go. Yeah, no, that out. threw me for a loop. Uh, I was like, I thought she died. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was uh, I was gonna ask. So we talked about the prison sequence. What do you guys think about the uh, the ending sequence, the uh, the the train shenanigans that go on? Um, I think there's some really uh, something I really like about this is that uh, <clears throat> this director Paul King he really likes to use the Dutch angle, uh, and I love when Hugh Grant is uh, stalking Paddington on the top of the train and it's just zooming in and it's I think it. it I, I just really like that shot. I think it's really fun, and Hugh Grant's delivering a hell of a monologue there. Um, I like, yeah, I like, I like train fights. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a big uh, a proponent of the Lone Ranger, Shanghai, uh, Noon. You know, just all of the, all of the like worst films that have train fights in them. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> supporter of all of them. So yeah, yeah, I, I like it as well. Um. I like the, I guess, I don't know, I guess it would be the side plot of him going around as in disguise, which that's very funny, by the way, uh, but just going around with the pop-up book to all these locations, getting clues about this, uh, it was an organ, right, that he was yeah. trying to play? Or like yeah, 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 or something. yeah, yeah, um, I like I like how that all culminated of, uh, or culminated into the, the shipping uh containers on the train and and the the action sequences and stuff um really well shot uh we've already talked about the villain he he does a really good job so it's fun seeing him interact with the family and everything um yeah i i like that whole end bit yeah i think it's a good final payoff to everything i think it was really fun really well shot well directed i mean it's just a cool train sequence and it's unique enough um it's not like you're used to just like gunshots to the train cars and like train cars being detached and exploding. Like it just did fun, interesting things and like him using his little expandable ladder thing to get across. But the big thing was like at the end, I when love he... that expandable ladder. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then when he's drowning at the end and the mom's supposed to witness him die and look into his eyes as the soul flees his body, <laughs> that was very sad for me and that was very emotional. And and I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I, I got very uh, disturbed. I was I was like like scream laughing at the TV at that part because I was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this movie doing? This is stupid." <laughs> no, I was all for it. Yeah, well, it felt so cheap because yep. I hadn't seen the mom for so much of the movie that I'm like, "Oh, and now she's gonna watch him die." Of course, yeah, sure. That's that's fucking no, hilarious. <laughs> For me, it's more I love Paddington, and he's so cute and charming. And to see him drowning and the face he makes was <laughs> he's so gonna freaking drown sad. A violent death. Dude, his face. I was feel so like they kind of jumped the shark because there's no way they're gonna kill Paddington. Well, to me, know? I was like, I, I, I was <laughs> I like, know. it, it got into like the the well, yeah, Disney but, movie but, like, stuff. I, I, I want to push back on that real quick uh, because, like, if you I'm think a kid, they would kill Paddington. No, no, but if I'm a kid and I'm watching this, there's no, every moral fiber in my body is going to go, oh my god, Paddington's about to die. But, but Kyle, Paddington you've only ever watched this as an adult man. <laughs> no, but, but also, yeah, I, I wasn't there thinking he was going to die, but part of the, uh, I don't think it feels cheap, because the whole time you're thinking, I need these good people who I like to save my bear I love. And so then when the when the prisoners come and all this yeah. stuff, you feel gratified. You're like, yeah, yes, but this it, is exactly feels... what Paddington worked towards. It feels so violent, um, and like such a <laughs> yeah. like such a grotesque way, and it, and it comes out of nowhere. Like there's nothing <laughs> else in the movie like that. That it it just feels so like alien and strange. It's like yeah, it'd make a kid cry, but it's like a, any anything sad can make a kid cry. 
that's not impressive. Anything stupid can make a kid laugh. Like it, playing to a kid's emotions is not an impressive feat. It's, I don't know. It's like I wish that I wish that it had been something maybe a little bit less like, like insane. Because like that, I feel like was more playing to adults. Because seeing something as crazy as that, I think would surprise would startle and surprise an adult more than it would a child. Because a child would be. Like, you could put Paddington in any negative situation and a child would be affected by that. But this much of a... Si- like, this, him with every, with the life leaving his his body and telling his mom, it's okay, just go. Like, that that's like the end of Titanic. Like, like you know, like, what is... <laughs> a kid doesn't need something that intense. You know, a kid can have something as intense as, like, Baymax dying at the end of Big Hero 6 and still cry. Like... You know something less. <laughs> I I see where you're coming from. I I guess I still I I like it. I think it's a cool way to get uh Brent Knuckles back into the. Well, yeah, but uh, you could have had so you could have had Paddington hanging off the side of like the 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 train tracks or something over like a, a a bridge, and he's like he's like losing his grip, and that's like less of a like disturbing scene. <laughs> than- Oh, no, I get you. I get you. I guess, yeah, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, ah, I, th- I think it's fine. Like, I-, I think your complaints are valid, but I have no problems with yeah, it. Yeah, same. And, um, and it made me root for the good guys even more. Because then the people who rescue him are only rescuing him because Paddington touched their hearts, right? And so had Paddington not been such a good bear, he would have died. And so it's kind of like you feel more gratified in that. Like, yeah, he's, like, making the world a better <laughs> true, place yeah. and it's helping him. I don't know. I, well, I found it so good. Do good or die. <laughs> that's the whole well i mean like again talking talking to the morals of the movie i mean yeah it is you no matter what you should relentlessly be good like that is even if you are in prison and someone says they're gonna they're gonna bury you in a garden bed after you ask them if you want to start a gardening club (laughs) which is a great joke (laughs) um you know you have to you have to just bring out relentless kindness and uh wholeheartedness and then yeah you will you will be rewarded as such um you know yeah i i also did like hugh grant being like this like classically trained actor and that kind of culminated in this scene where he's like got all of this stunt training and like fencing training and all that like it's just like oh yeah this guy's just really skilled in several different things because he's such a dedicated like physical performer (laughs) i was like that's fun no there's a lot of great bits revolving around his performance his his hall of mannequins is also insane (laughs) yeah that's great I, I really like when he's the nun and everybody's just like <laughs> just got the hots for him as the I know I love the return of that security <laughs> guard and he's like so then I was chasing after the most beautiful nun I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Piercing uh, blue uh, eyes. Which uh he's a he's a writer on both movies. Uh I looked into. The security uh, guard or Hugh Grant? Yeah, yeah, cuz he's in the first one too. Oh, yeah, oh, I I didn't remember that. Yeah, no, he's got a he, he's uh, when Hugh Bonneville dresses up as a female maid in the first one, and he's like hitting on Hugh Bonneville. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's then, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and he's he's giving a report. He's like the most beautiful maid I've ever seen. I could you describe her for us? It'd be my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he's a he's a returning character. Interesting. Um, yeah. 
No, I I did think that was fun though. Like the different costume changes, like you said, Brendan, the the mannequins having those costumes. Because what was he like? The nun, Hamlet. Uh, he, you know, he had a, a few. He plays I don't a remember knight. All. Yeah, a knight. I love uh, another one of my favorite jokes in the movies when Hugh Bonneville is saying, uh, you know, oh no, uh, what what is Hugh Grant's character's name? It's uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I can't. Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Phoenix Buchanan. Uh, he's like, no, he's he's a reputable man, and then they're climbing up into the attic, and then Hugh Grant goes up, and he's like defending him, and he gets up, and he goes, oh, he's a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> he's all the mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was he gave a, he, that's how I want them to do, like, if they ever make Chameleon into a Spider-Man movie or something. Like, if they, if they ever put that villain in a Spider-Man movie, that's how I hope it's portrayed. Just, like, a crazy guy with a bunch of mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a crazy person. Unrelated to his character, although he is in this scene. The, the, I think the only other thing about, like, the story itself that was frustrating was at like the day or like the day after or whatever Paddington got all this this money from working his jobs and saving up for his book that's the day that it gets stolen <laughs> it's just kind of I don't know frustrating yeah but you know how you, boring you it would have been up. of him like you know oh I just started my job I'm two weeks in into my two month process of buying the book so he's made like 20 bucks and the book gets stolen it's like oh well he wasn't even ever close to stealing it I don't know I feel like that's a a small yeah, but he's it's, it's got this whole building up sequence, and you're like, yeah, he's gonna get his book, and then it just gets <laughs> snatched immediately after. I don't know. I, that, like I said, I like the odd job sequence, so I wanted to see uh, a payoff. Yeah, it would have been like he could have stolen it any. It would have been fun know. if it. It's just frustrating. Yeah, it would have been fun if it like me. tied into stuff more. Like maybe uh, uh, Hugh Grant like steals it from the like post office or something after. After Paddington like m- tries to mail it to his mom, granted, then Pad I don't know how pa- Paddington would go to jail unless Hugh Grant like planted drugs in the package after he removed the the, the book. <laughs> you trying to ship yeah, yeah. weed no. across? Are you trying to ship uh, 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 a marmalade across co- uh, country lines? Like you can't do that. Borders. You can't ship marmalade across borders. <laughs> What's in this marmalade? Actually, that might have been that would have been funnier. Good joke, right there is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like okay. I said, I don't really have a suggestion to quote unquote fix it. It's really just the personal thing. I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating after that really fun uh, working scene or uh, uh, sequence of working scenes with Paddington. I really enjoyed that, and then it was just kind of stifled immediately by that. Yeah, but like the emotion it gives me what you're saying it being stolen the day he's about to buy it is again since it's, this is a children's movie right it's a family movie <laughs> the emotion it gives me when i see that happen is i go oh man like oh, i was just about to get it <laughs> and i feel like that's the that's the intended purpose right the kid's gonna watch this and be like no he was just about to buy it you know like it's like, it's like it, I, I don't know it just adds to the heart of it Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I, I actually agree. I completely you. agree with you, Alex. That that is probably that is actually probably a better uh, catering to the audience that this is for than my idea. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> that my idea to like a, a, a an audience <laughs> of adults probably pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest 
disparity here is that I don't really watch like these kind of movies all the time. <laughs> I don't really enjoy them so much. Um, Coward. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I'm I am not the audience, and so yeah, you guys are absolutely right. Um, but that doesn't really change my uh, yeah. how I experience it, I guess. I, uh, I don't. I don't think I have anything. Uh, anything else? I think the only thing I'd want to end on is uh, I know I've listed off like a bunch of jokes. Does anybody have a favorite joke from this one? I, I you know, we we've talked in general, but I I I, re- I think the writing is superb. I think we mentioned it in an early after Hudsucker. I said, okay, I think the Kyle almost did it. Movies are done. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, you and Ryan and Brendan said, no, I think Paddington has some uh, has some some fun dialogue some some kyle themed dialogue so yeah yeah. i don't i don't find it grading at all in this movie though yeah no it's great nice i can't done well i can't think of any like dialogue that sticks out to me because this was a movie watched like nearly three months ago um but i did like the part where he uh what he gets the marmalade out and he rubs it on the guy's head and then just tries to put the hair back on his head (laughs) yeah because that looked disgusting Um, (laughs) (laughs) i liked that they reincorporated the hard stare from the first film Uh, i was glad to see that make a return i think that's a a really fun joke uh just seeing this adorable bear suddenly look really (laughs) angry i think it's cute and funny um yeah, I think that's. I don't know. It's it's classic. God, he's so freaking cute. Um, yeah, same. I can't remember any jokes. It's been so long since I watched it. But I mean, the the best joke for me is just that these movies are so balls to the wall. Like I said, just describing the plot of two movies to my brother. It's like that's fun in its own right. And then you start <laughs> laughing at just like how crazy the different directions this movie goes. Um, yeah, just fun movies. All right, cool, cool. Um, well, yeah, I guess let's get uh, let's get into final thoughts then. All right. Well, I kicked <laughs> us off. Um, yeah, I I like this movie. It's it's good. Um, I would like I said I'd I'd show this to about anybody without fear of them hating it. I think, and without fear of them being offended or anything along those lines. It's it's cute. It's got a lot of good jokes. Um, yeah, I I I like to judge it on its own merits in as opposed to comparing it to the first because i do enjoy the first more but this one has a lot of stuff that it does really well independently of that first one so for that i appreciate it like i said i don't enjoy it as much as the first but it it definitely has its place um and i don't know if they're doing a paddington three or not but i will uh, probably uh, watch doing paddington in peru um oh okay which uh the only thing i'll say is it is not going to be directed by paul king oh interesting so I'm, I'm I am very cautious on that. Yeah, think it's, I mean, because I feel like the uh, the tonal consistency of these two films is one of the draws for sure. There's no way, given these two movies and how like smart they are, they're gonna go to poop jokes with the new director. Like the team is gonna be like, no man. Yeah, I, I agree. This. I don't I don't think they'll change the. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be? I, I'm I'm sure Paul King's probably gonna be an executive producer on it and he'll have some leverage if, but, if it uh, was a lot of poop jokes do you think it would come off as like vaguely racist too since he's in a different country <laughs> oh, <that's> def- <laughs> <laughs> like true. look at how all these people live paddington they're not <laughs> oh civilized gosh. like us 
Paddington. <laughs> it's a prequel, right? Grandpa Bear would have never would have never uh, survived this. No, no, I don't think so. I think he's going back um, to Peru um, to like civilize know, it. Home of retired bears to colonize it. Interrupted <laughs> by Brendan. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it looks like this is a first-time director doing it. Uh, okay. Who's done music videos and commercials in the past. So. Oh, I don't know. Hey, hey wouldn't yeah. it be crazy Listen. if my dumb idea is the, is the way they killed It's <laughs> what they did. That it's would, them trying to like a build a, like, a, like a town or something. Just ignoring, like, the actual people oh. living in Peru, just pretending that it's this uncivilized place. It's all jungle here, Paddington. <laughs> it's just Lost City of yeah, Death, it's, it's, it's with just... Paddington Bear instead of Charlie on him. We have to find civilization. <laughs> I don't know where my, my, my mama bear went. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's study this ship. I think that's it for me. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think I was me? after. Um, I think yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought this movie was uh, this movie was enjoyable. Uh, I didn't like it as much as the, as the first one, but I didn't hate it. Um, you know, it's it's for kids. It there you go it's for families. <laughs> Yeah, get him, Alex. <laughs> get him. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy these two movies. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to the third one. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer the first one a little tiny bit more. It just feels a little more cohesive. Um, but this one has a ton of fun and heart in its own right. Um, I love the bear. I'm charmed so much by his cute little face <laughs> <laughs> when he's angry, as Ryan said. <laughs> uh, the marmalade looks tasty and yeah i mean i could i could I, I could rewatch this movie i can see myself rewatch this movie quite a bit and showing like even family members like listen i know it's a kid's movie but like i promise you'll like it and then being pleasantly surprised be like yeah. wow this was this is very well done mm-hmm. if that if if there's a phrase to sum up the series in general it would be pleasantly surprised like kids movies don't normally connect with me at all and these both have so that's uh oh cool that's a testament to the quality of it for sure and yeah i'll I'll keep it short because i think you guys pretty much nailed it on all accounts uh i i love the writing in this i mean i i could hardly get a bunch of the jokes out during this episode um because i i'm cackling just looking back on them uh, I think it's so incredibly charming. We were talking about the, you know, the emotional punches. Uh, I get, I get a little teary eyed when uh, it's Aunt, Great Aunt Lucy at the door at the very end. That um, was the saddest like, part, for across, sure. I think that, like, in like a good way. I, I think it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we well, we thought she could see London on her own. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, uh, I really enjoy them. Um, I'm glad that uh, there were no negative reactions. Uh, and that everybody at least got a little something out of this. Uh, again, I'll be I'll be cautious going into Paddington in Peru, but uh, I don't know if you guys know Paul King uh, is directing Wonka, so I am super hyped for that mm. now. Um, but yeah, no, great time. Please, 
Anybody listening, please go watch the Paddington movies. They're they're mm-hmm. excellent. And go see. You can, you call can, me by if, Wonk's name <laughs> in theaters. Later <laughs> I don't think that there's a single thing that you could tell me about Wonka that would get me excited for it. Like um, unless they like unless they revived really? Gene Wilder to bring him back. Like I don't know what you could have told me. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan, be careful what you ask for because I would not want to see a digital. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want that either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come on. What about like uh, (laughs) put like metal rods in him and electrocute him? He's like, you know, kind of funnily moving around. (laughs) He's like a puppet. I, you know, I'd go. I'd go to the theaters and see that. I guess just to be like, they didn't really do that, did they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, well, that's we'll uh, that's Paddington two. Yeah, we're gonna move into Magnolia. See you there, everybody. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're gonna continue on with the discussion of my number eight pick, Magnolia, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It's a 1999 film on Letterboxd that says, Things fall down, people look up, and when it rains, it pours. An epic mosaic of many interrelated characters in search for happiness, forgiveness, and meaning in the San Fernando Valley. Which, honestly, I think that's about as well as you you could describe it. Uh, It's a film a lot about coincidence and um, just kind of how hurt people push their feelings around. How hurt people Uh, hurt people. Yeah, that's that should have been the tagline. <laughs> that would have been so did, fucking Brendan, funny. Did you ever watch season five of Arrested? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bits. Is he's trying to teach that to Lucille, and it's hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I've I've seen this movie many times. I don't, I don't usually stray towards really long movies like this this has a three hour eight minute runtime, so definitely a long one but something about this uh i find very memorable connects with me really closely and i find it really rewatchable because i feel like the more you watch it the more you understand it and the better it gets so that's probably what's kept me coming back i really like pta as well so uh this was a first for everybody was it yes. not well it was a first yes. for me Okay. Yeah. So whoever wants to start, I'm I'm curious. I don't think I've ever really talked to anybody about this movie. So, well, so before to... we begin, Ryan, I am a little curious. So I think you mentioned that you were between this or Boogie Nights for your. That's number right. Eight? Yeah. 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 What 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 ended up? Uh, why'd you do uh, this over Boogie Nights? Uh, more just the nature of Boogie Nights. Um, Boogie Nights being a movie about the porn industry. I don't know. I just. I feel like there there is valuable discussion to be had there, but I don't I don't know. I, I feel more comfortable talking about this, and I think ultimately I'm happy with that decision because I've seen it more times now, and I think I do prefer it to Boogie Nights. It's just okay. Uh, it's a lot more palatable, I guess. Boogie Nights is is a fairly abrasive film, but it it is still really great. I still really love that movie, but yeah, I just feel more comfortable talking about this. I would say that was my initial reason Ryan, but yeah now i think i'm i said i I, yeah, I, I wish you'd picked boogie nights because there's nothing that screams cut content louder than kyle's opinions on sex workers <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> right. We love cut content here, don't we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'll go ahead and take lead. Um, sure. Yeah, because this is I very think, fresh uh, for you, right? Yeah, I, I watched it last night, and I watched a All little right. bit of it this morning as Paige was watching it. Um, I think this is my second PTA movie. Uh, the first one I watched was uh, Phantom Thread, which uh, I liked for a lot of reasons, and I disliked for others. Um, but overall, I I really enjoyed this. Um I was really afraid. I've I've put this uh, complaint out before. I really don't like movies where a lot of stuff happens and then it ends. And I did not get that feeling from this, uh, which I think is, you know, to a larger extent, kind of the point that all these people are tied up and the narrative is kind of semi-clean. Um, yeah, I uh, I was thrown for a loop at the frogs was not expecting the frogs but then uh dove into that after the movie and i really like uh what that has to say about things um and just all the kind of allusions to it uh which Mm -hmm. i'm sure we'll get into more um but yeah i obviously the acting's fantastic uh i like that tom cruise screams respect the cock at the top of the movie (laughs) and tame the pussy uh yeah no i uh i liked it I liked it. Yeah, uh, I watched this movie a while ago, so it's less fresh in my mind. But this was definitely a movie that I I went on a roller coaster with while I was watching because I knew how long it was going to be, and that made me scared. And then it it kind of opens, and I and it, it it's a it's a little abrasive, you know. Um, I, and I didn't love all of the performances immediately, like John C. Riley. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I love this performance he's getting. <laughs> um, but as the movie went on, I, I definitely like saw what he was doing more, and I was like, no, okay, no, I like this. Like, like I, I, yeah. I, I actually think I, I, I like this performance a lot. Um, and then there was also stuff where it's like, to like because of when I grew up and like the things that I watched on TV when I was growing up, a lot of these actors. Um, I, I remember from like, oh yeah, these are all like sitcom actors. <laughs> these are all, all actors who are like. Uh, I did like cameos on like 30 Rock and um, I don't know, like uh, other like older TV shows and stuff like that. So it was good. Who's on 30 Rock? Um, What's your face? The red haired girl. Julianne Mm -hmm. Moore? She's Jack Donaghy's. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Jack Donaghy's like crush from childhood. Yep, you're right. Yep. Don't right. don't test my knowledge of bullshit television. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that was kind of like I, I had never really seen a lot of these uh, actors. Like oh, I can't remember his name now, but the uh, game show host. Yeah, I, I I had not seen it. Yeah, I had not seen a lot of these actors in like genuine like serious performances. So that was like also a little bit like oh whoa. Oh, I don't know if I'm used to this. Um, and then like getting used to it, and then enjoying it a lot. Oh yeah, because what he, he Philip Baker Hall, he was in um, Seinfeld as the uh, 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 like li- library detective, which is a, just a really mm-hmm. funny, goofy role. And that's what I know him as. So a lot of the a lot of watching this movie um, for the first time for me was like just kind of getting past those preconceptions. Um, but I really I, I really enjoyed it. I did not like the frog stuff, um, mainly because I like frogs a lot, and just watching a lot of frogs die very quickly on screen, I was like, 
I hate this. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I thought that this movie was really was really interesting. A lot of strong performances. Uh, you know, once again, I, I thought it, I, I when I started watching it, I thought, oh, is this gonna be like Valentine's Day? And then it was a good movie and not like Valentine's Day. Uh, so you know, but like, yeah, there's just that, it, so I can't can't comment. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I I started being very un, unsure of it, and then by the end, I was I was completely won over for sure. I didn't have as much of a roller coaster watching it. I, I but it was pretty much an uphill climb the whole time. I started liking it and very intrigued and interested in everything that was going on. And by the end of it, I was like, wow, this is this is pretty great. I, I, I get watching this movie. I, I was, I was just kind of like, this was like a this this was a film. You know, this was a motion picture. This is the kind of like story and kind of piece of art that you can only really get in movies. Um, the closest thing maybe would be like a theater production, but I feel like it's it's elevated by it being a movie. You couldn't a book wouldn't have done it justice. Um, so like this is like just one of those things that you have to experience it as a movie and and it just felt I don't know it, it made me just kind of like these are made me love movies a little bit more because like everything about it was just so good the acting the writing the the story it was just I don't know I, I was very I was very impressed by it um, this is also my second PTA movie the first one being Licorice Pizza and I wasn't too really big on that one I also watched it on the plane Maybe yeah. I gotta give it another shot, but um, that one's that one's tricky. I don't like that nearly as much as this. Yeah, it, it doesn't compare to this one. It feels like two different directors almost. Um, but I was yeah, I I was very impressed. I've never seen very many Philip Seymour Hoffman movies, so it was good to see him in this, and he was great. Mm. I think Tom Cruise was awesome. Um, and and kind of funnily enough, shortly after watching this, I watched the the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Have any of y'all seen it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I guess Kyle, you and, uh, you watched Magnolia after watching Glass Onion, right? Yeah, but uh, I, I I know what you're picking up on, right? Yeah. Now. So it was just fun too. seeing that cameo <laughs> and reference in that movie, and like almost made Glass Onion a little bit better because it kind of added to that character. But so like, yeah, I, I don't know. I felt cool like pointing out that easter egg watching that movie of uh tom cruise's character but no i i this movie was so fun I, I, not fun but i mean so fun to watch like it's such a such a cool new and interesting movie i don't think i've ever seen a movie yeah we've kind of seen those kind of movies on this podcast of like a lot of stuff happens and then it just ends but i thought this one ended more satisfactorily um and I don't know. Every all the characters, everything, everywhere this movie went was just so interesting and so creative. I've never really seen anything much like this, so I was I was very impressed. Great. Well, I'm glad you guys all got something out of it. I was a little worried putting this on my list, just given the the runtime, and it is a very dense movie. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts, but I was surprised. Uh, I don't know. Kind of my intrigue with this, and the reason I I've rewatched it so many times is because. After watching it, so much has happened. I feel like I've forgotten stuff. And then I go back and watch the movie, and it's like, oh, no, it's exactly how I remember. I just feel like the editing and everything lends to it being fairly digestible, despite it being so dense. It didn't uh, that feel might like just three be hours. me. It felt way shorter. I agree. No. I, th- no, I yeah, think it was it's very snappy. 
um, or maybe not snappy, but just like the way things flow and the transitions between the characters are mm-hmm. so level um, and and non abrasive because and we'll get into it, but just because of how they keep everybody's emotions on the same plane, uh, be it a climax or or the the bottom of the the roller coaster. You know, all of these ebbs and flows of their lives match up, which is largely the point. But that really lends to it working well as far as being an entertaining movie. Um, but, yeah, the reasons I connect with this, I, I just think all the characters are just very, very sad, and they all want to be better, but they just don't really know what to do. Um, and it's just kind of like a, a movie about a bunch of lost souls um, trying to find out who they are and where they belong, and I think that's really endearing. And how this movie presents itself is excellent. Uh, there's a lot of great one-shots. There's a lot of great music and, and tracking shots to go along with it. Um, and that helps the pace as well. It's just presented in a way, like I said, that's very digestible. And uh, it really connects with me because of that. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the ending. I, I agree with you guys. It does it does wrap up very abruptly. But I think the nature of how it wraps up is satisfying because of where the characters start and where they're left off and the journey they go on throughout. Like, I don't think any of their their changes in outlook or anything are, are unexpected or uh, non-understandable so yeah I just I think it works really well um, like I said I, I really like this so I'm glad you guys all got something out of it I guess because it's kind of maybe it, it, outside of the message of it the intro to the movie um, where it's the narrator talking about all these coincidental uh, circumstances like all these little snippets these stories um, I kind of want to talk about that first because every time I watch that bit, I just I love that opening sequence. Um, I love Patton Oswalt in it, and I just like how matter-of-factly the narrator tells all these stories. And I think it's a really interesting um, and somehow kind of humorous and, and, and funny, and just it, it's a really good way to just kind of grab you and make you interested. Did you guys feel that? That, like, that, that I don't know. to me, I feel like it sets the tone in really In hindsight, well. I enjoy it. At the time, with everything that I said I was kind of walking into this movie with, I was like, oh, Valentine's Day? I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not, like, I don't know how many people here have seen Valentine's Day. That's how that movie starts, too. <laughs> um, no, I have not and seen it. And it starts with, like, a radio broadcaster, like, going, like, it's Valentine's Day. So many things can happen, and they can all line up in crazy ways. <laughs> Let's tell. Let me tell you about it. It's, I was like, "Is this? Oh my God! Please no!" <laughs> so I was that worried me. But then it won, once again, the movie won me over. Thinking back on it now, I'm like, "No, okay. If I go into that knowing that the rest of the movie's good, that probably is like an enjoyable thing for me for sure." I uh. This movie's long, as we all know, and I started it pretty late, and I'm very bad at staying up late recently. I just fall asleep watching things on the couch. So I went into this movie thinking, okay, I'll watch an hour and a half tonight, an hour and a half tomorrow. I'll go to bed by midnight. Um, and then that opening started, and I was like, maybe I'll do two hours tonight and one hour tomorrow. <laughs> and then I ended up just watching the whole thing all at once because I was just so engaged. Uh, yeah, that opening was a great way to just kind of get me hooked in and, like, prepared me for for what was to come so i'll i'll differ on that um i do like the opening quite a bit um 
but uh, it, it, I'm I'm more in Brendan's camp. Looking back on it, I like it a lot more. But at the time, I kind of it like I. I was still getting ready to sit down and watch a movie, and we just kind of jumped into it, and I was like, all right, I, I am giving this, like, half attention. But, like, looking back on it, I think it it lays the groundwork for the movie fantastically. Um, like, it, it makes the ending stick a lot more than it. If you don't have that, I probably would have really disliked the ending. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I I just I really like the well for one I think it's funny that Patton Oswalt is in it, but just yeah how how snappy and short lived that sequence is and how different it is from the rest of the movie especially on rewatch that that's what gets me back into it immediately and then it goes into the 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 cover of one and they're singing one's the loneliest number with all these really kind of cool fade in shots of all the characters kind of showing where they're at in life I think that's all. A really good way to start, um, and I, I like that it kind of tells you what to be looking for um, as you're watching the movie. Just like, yeah, these little coincidences. Here's three of them. <laughs> now we're gonna give you one huge one. So <laughs> keep yeah. an eye out. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like an appetizer for the rest of it, and I I really appreciate that. Well, and speaking about like the way that they kind of use music in this movie, um, it was so much fun. Because there's a lot of things that I have enjoyed that has that have been made since Magnolia has come out that I'm like, oh, I bet that I bet they got this idea from Magnolia now. Because I was thinking about like scenes from FX's show uh, Legion, um, and there's like scenes that where they do a similar thing, obviously with different music. But I was like, that had to have been, that had to have, that had to have been a like taken from that like inspired by that in some way because it's like the same tone and everything and it's like oh yeah that's actually really neat so that that was another part of this movie that i liked was just like seeing ripples from it and and the music definitely was that for me i don't i agree with you i don't think i cared for the sing-along i think looking back on it that took me out a little too much um that part is a little jarring i will say uh, I feel like you either love it or you hate it almost. Because I feel like with the message of the film, uh, just kind of them all getting to their lowest point and <laughs> coming to this kind of sappy song uh, and this realization all at the same time kind of plays into the, the theme of coincidences and mm. or maybe the lack thereof of coincidence, I guess. Well, and um, see, I, I would have really liked beautiful it. To me. I would I would have liked it more if it was like that, but I think I disagree because I I took it as more the characters aren't actually doing this. This is the movie just meta commentary speaking to me because the old dying man is singing, uh, and I was like, okay, that that's genuinely what took me out is when Earl starts singing it, and I was like, all right, you're you're talking to me directly now. I'm not a fan of this. I definitely took it as more metaphorical than literal. Yeah, because they're all, like I said, they're all at their lowest point there. That's right after the, and probably the the most emotional part of the film for me is Earl's uh, monologue about regret. And he's just like, oh, God, what have I done? And that, that part is crushing to me when he's just kind of reflecting on his mm-hmm. life. And he's like, don't let anybody tell you not to regret anything because, God, I have regrets. Um, and he's just on his deathbed. I think that's just crushing. He's just wrecked with sickness and then... He's kind of at his lowest point, uh, 
after that and it leads right into that and it's just it's kind of cheesy it's kind of corny but i really like it because all those characters are having that realization that their regrets in life have kind of led them to this point Hmm. um even even their recent regrets so i i think it's very powerful and it i i will totally uh take the side that it's it's certainly cheesy and i don't think it would have worked in any other well as well in any other movie but i i really enjoy that sequence here uh, but I can definitely see how it is a little out of nowhere and how I it would it. take you out. I, 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 like I said, like you know, other things that I like have done stuff similar. Um, so obviously, I was primed and ready to accept this, and I was kind of more like, "Oh, oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> this is so interesting." Um, like I was, I was excited about it, which is probably the wrong emotion to have. That was supposed to be probably a more like, "Oh my god." This is so sad, but I was excited. I was, I was like, I was like joyous to see this because I was like, oh my you god, were this singing like... along with them. I know. I was like, oh my god, here, this is the, the, like this looks so visually similar to me, and it's so, it's so like, it's so similar to stuff that I've seen mm-hmm. and I've liked. So I really enjoyed it for that reason. Um, it is, it is cheesy, but this movie is a little cheesy. I think throughout. I think that it, it it's both very serious, but then goes all the way around the world to also being a little cheesy because of how serious it is. Yeah. So to me, it's like we're, we're reaching these high points. Like, I mean, even the frog stuff, it's like, these are, these are these big high points. And I, 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 I think that the movie is always on the edge of reality. And then it does these moments where the emotions get so high, almost like a musical, you break reality for a moment and let like the fantastical end just for a second. And then you go back to the, like height the most heightened reality you could get like the the the, yeah the most dialed all the way up you could make something that's real you break it and you bring it back down so i i enjoy like paddington in the court scene (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) all right are we getting somewhere here i think we're getting somewhere (laughs) um but yeah um i guess kind of in reference to the I don't know what I consider that really emotional monologue. Did you guys find the movie emotional? Absolutely. Like, did you guys connect with the characters and everything? No, Kyle. Yeah. Really. No. Look at looking back on it. Uh, I, again, I really I enjoyed it, but no, I didn't. I didn't really feel any emotional beats or nothing oh, really okay. connected. I was like, me, but you know, I'm not a fuck up, so <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that's you know, I'm really cool and shit. Well, and yeah. I, I don't. Have no, I agree. Chance. I agree. Kyle was just like, Frank's right. Frank's right this whole movie. Like, why aren't we listening to Frank? I'm like, can I get a tape of this? Like, why is everyone being so into Frank? I was like, man, this guy, this guy read my Rick and Morty manifesto. Oh, and, and Kyle, they, I got some, how did they get Kyle, this? I got some bad news uh, for you about the Rick and Morty people. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, did you not hear? No. Justin Roiland was arrested. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no shit. Really? You didn't hear about this? <laughs> yeah, it was like a no. like abuse stuff or something. I didn't oh, like geez. read into it a ton, yeah, but no, like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 Kyle, I'd okay. maybe take that Rick and Morty pose down if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to hang another one up if it was abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, oh, um, yeah. To answer your question, right? Yeah, no, I uh, genuinely no, I uh, 
like especially looking looking back on it now, uh, like I, I I felt very third person with all this, just like I was watching other people, not uh not like oh oh that hits. I hmm. not all the characters hit for me. Julianne Moore didn't really feel anything about her character, but um, Earl that's the old guy, right? Earl Tom mm-hmm. Cruise and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think they were like the emotional driving factor for me, and I. I kind of clinged on to them quite a bit, especially Tom Cruise, his character. I was I was kind of tearing up there with him at the end there when he was talking to Earl. So, but yeah, that monologue was was pretty intense, um, and a great exploration of that emotion that I don't think I've ever seen before. It was yeah, just like what Brendan was saying. It was so hyper real that it's like, am I watching a movie or is this just like the director kind of just dumping his emotions on us? Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was intense. It was You're right, powerful. Alex. I, I, PTA was definitely trauma dumping <clears throat> with this movie for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was written and directed by him, so I I got to think there's a good bit of him in this. Um, but yeah, I I think that monologue is especially powerful because it's not just like, and a lot of times I like close up monologues where it's just it focuses on that character and their performance, but this takes the time to kind of pan across everybody. And this regret that they're at and and their point of life uh, ties into the coincidence theme. Um, yeah, I think it's really nice. Uh, if I I guess the emotional beats that I connect, I think John C. Riley just trying to choose between doing his job and trying to be a decent person. And I, I, he has a line. It's something like you have to decide when to, and basically like when to be the judge and when to be the the jury. I guess. Um, he's he constantly has to choose. He's a very conflicted character, so I I like him a lot. Um, and even what William H Macy, his character is just a very tragic one. Um, just a kid who had always yeah like a, a smart kid, a gifted kid who just had his life taken by his parents, and he's kind of just left not knowing where to go or what to do. Just kind of having, as he says, he has a lot of love but he doesn't know where to put it i think that's pretty tragic um yeah i think all these characters have their own things i agree i didn't really connect with julianne Moore, but i i don't have a lot of personality traits that are similar <laughs> to her i guess so i'm not i haven't yeah uh, okay ryan i'm sure not, a, not a sugar <laughs> baby or anything <laughs> uh but uh, yeah no I, I i find this to be an emotional experience. So yeah, I, I think the build lends to that as well. It, it's a it's a long movie. It has a lot of time to build, and I think it does it really well. Yeah, to pay off. And I I would say that like the the emotional beat that like stuck out most to me was yeah Tom Cruise saying goodbye um, to that, that, that yeah that's pretty that is such a that's me. such a well acted scene because you have Philip Seymour Hoffman in the background kind of reacting, and then we start to get close ups mm-hmm. of uh, of Hoffman as as well as the scene goes on, but. Originally, you just see him, like, out of focus in the background, kind of, like, shifting uncomfortably around, trying to, like, contend with the emotions that uh, uh, Tom Cruise is is putting out there. And also Tom Cruise's performance in that scene is insane and incredible, where he's constantly, like, shaking his hands and, like, clapping and, like, just trying to, like, get this energy and this anger that he has out without screaming. Um, And then that kind of folding in on itself and becoming just this wailing and agony it's like ah that, that was i was like ah 
can't wait for Tom Cruise to be too old to do action movies, so he just has to do movies like this again. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm full turnaround on Tom Cruise at this point. Like literally before we started the podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm not much of a Tom Cruise fan. And then yeah, like after this, I'm like, oh my god. I think this even during Edge of Tomorrow, we're all kind of like, yeah, Tom Cruise is like in- crazy and like insane yeah. and like devoted, but like he, you know, kind of tired of him. But yeah, after watching this, it's like. I mean, he's a so he's a movie talk. star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very talented. I wish he wasn't such a weirdo, but mm. <laughs> I can. I mean, I I love his movies. I'm un, unabashedly. I think he's a great actor. Um, this might be my favorite Tom Cruise movie. I think it's by far one of his strongest performances. He just brings this character to life, and I think the fact that it is Tom Cruise is uh, uh, very pertinent to the character as well. Just. Because at this, this is almost, if not the height, very close to the height of his career. This yeah. is when he's the biggest of the biggest movie stars. So seeing him in this just overly uh, masculated form, like selling self-help books and everything to get guys laid, um, it's it's a very interesting character, uh, keeping in mind that it's Tom Cruise playing it as well. So, yeah. yes, that, oh my gosh, it, I do find that scene just incredibly crushing. Well, and- Honestly, like Tom Cruise was probably the thing that I was like looking forward to the most as I was watching this movie. Like, because I like a a lot of the other characters, but like every Tom Cruise scene, I felt like there was so much on the line that I like Mm -hmm. that I was watching a live wire. Because like when he's when he's giving that like, um, how to how to fool people into into thinking you care scene, and he's like, no, I don't want a mic, and he's like having this weird like twitchy breakdown on stage. I'm like. There is so much at play here. Oh my god! Yeah, like at, right after the interview, yeah. you mean? Yeah. I I love that interview as well. When somebody finally kind of breaks this veil that he's put up, and you kind of see. And actually, I did I did make a note of it. It's just a small thing I wanted to point out. He sits there and he's like, "She's like, are you just not gonna talk? What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm quietly judging you." <laughs> <laughs> and that's really similar to the hard stare in Paddington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a fun little coincidence. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Yeah. Uh, no, there's there. I love that scene as well. And he cut. He messes up. He tells them the wrong page, and he just gets irrationally angry. He's like, actually, it's page eighty-six. <laughs> this is he's, bullshit. He's trying in to your collect white himself. Book. With, in your white book. Yeah, he's just trying to compose himself and keep this wall up. That he's built um and then you just see it crumble when he sees his dying dad for the first time in ages um it just all culminates you know you see that progression of his character and it it just all comes crumbling down there um yeah and i think that that kind of brings to a head the uh the frog scene and i I think all of you mentioned it in some capacity (laughs) um yeah it's a bit jarring, right? <laughs> what do, do you are you guys fans of that or uh, not so much? I think you guys said maybe it you turned around me. on it. Yeah. Oh, there's it's some, very there's loud. Some nuts. There's some nuts sound design in this. I mean, oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it gets, um, it's incredibly now, Brent, loud. I, I, I didn't look into this. Were real frogs hurt? It I didn't look into it either. I don't need that, to see no. real that, that frogs die to make it like I, you know. I watch a movie like Watership Down. I'm not going. Well, at least it's not real rabbits. Like it's still not like I still don't love it. 
It is insane how that scene is shot, though. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I got to think it's just, like, thousands of rubber frogs just coated in, like, corn syrup or something. But, man, it looks good. Like, <laughs> it looks that like was rogs, so uh, impressive. frogs are I was, frogs are I was so impressed by that because it, it, it looks fantastic. Like, when, when people are driving and you just have them hitting the car and leaving that, like, trail yeah. of slime yeah. uh, on the yeah. windshield even, too, from inside the car. You see it, like, crack the windshield, and then there's a splatter of slime. Um uh, you know, it's it's all really impressive. Um, I just, you know, I I was like, fuck this. <laughs> why? It's kind of sad for the frogs. Yeah, I was like, why that be frogs? <laughs> fuck yeah, you, movie. I speak for the frogs. Um, also, I didn't. Um, I, I will say that the one part that I was like, all right, you you've taken it and you've gone just too far is when they had the slow motion shadows of the frogs. Oh. Yeah, when Stanley's yeah. in the library, I was like, "All right, all right, we can we can dial it back just a hair." That's that's that looks like a commercial for a product that like a product called like <laughs> like toad toad wire or something, and it's like this will change the way you look at the world, and then it's like, Whoa. like that to me was too much. Yeah, <laughs> I I appreciate that just because it it it's the character just kind of in awe of how ridiculous it is and how ridiculous all of it is. Um, and so I, I feel like that's kind of mirroring the audience's perception of what's going on. So for that, I like it. I do agree. It's a little over dramatic, but the thing I really like about him in the library, not so much the slow-mo part is just kind of, I feel like he has a sudden realization that tomorrow nobody's going to be talking about how he pissed his pants yeah. on a game show People are going to be talking about frogs raining <laughs> and just the, the kind of relief um, you see on his huh. face. I think that's really No, yeah, I, nice. I love everything um, about him in the library except for the slow motion, like, wheel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I I love that scene. It, it is jarring. It is loud. Um, and it is just kind sad. of goofy. But, sad. Sad for um, the frogs. <laughs> it is sad for the frogs as well. Uh, I, I like that that kind of takes everybody from their lowest point to getting better. Um, I think there's some biblical implications of this. I mean, obviously, like, the the plague and everything. And, Kyle, I, I think you said you looked into it a bit, so we, we should talk yeah, about that, that as well th- this shortly. This is what really uh, turned things around for me, because I no- Paige noticed right off the bat um, during the uh, – actually, I, I, there were even more before this, but during the uh, – the intro sequence of all the coincidences um when the kid is jumping off the building um there are uh ropes that are arranged that say eight two um and then i noticed a few more throughout the movie during the game show one of the ladies is holding a sign up that says exodus eight two um and then it gets quickly taken down by like one of the uh ushers um and apparently i was reading into it after though the movie is littered with mm-hmm. eight twos um quiz kid donnie smith wins uh his whole thing on april 28th um i'm trying to think of any others that off the top of my head um but yeah i looked into it after exodus eight two is uh shit let me just get the line up um eight two uh, 
Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs on your whole country. Um, so it's it's not even like just refer. It's it's the literal command of frogs. Um, <laughs> I, I I just thought that was kind of neat. This is the <laughs> most Catholic <laughs> this podcast has gotten. You just read scripture. <laughs> we, we're reading. Scripture. I read yeah. scripture. <laughs> the word of the Lord. Yeah, because um, I yeah, like you then, said, Kyle, like, with the sign. I had noticed the sign before, but I didn't give it much thought. And this time, while I was watching it, I saw it said Exodus eight two, and I was like, oh. Let me pause. I've seen it before. Let me pause it real quick. I'll look it up. And I came to the same realization, and I went on a similar journey to you. I'm like, I got to look into this because that's so cool. Uh, this is probably the second or third – actually, the third yeah. or fourth time I probably watched this, and I just never really looked into that before. It's a super cool detail, and it is littered throughout. Um, yeah, it's it's it, like I, – I, and I really want to watch the movie again uh, because of that. Um, but then, yeah, like reading into it and then – I was reading what some people had to say, and I I really like the idea that, yeah, the frogs are kind of cleansing and God kind of saying, like, hey, fresh start, here you go, Mm -hmm. frogs, get up on your life after this. Um, It's such a strange way to do it. Everybody in their own way gets gets purged, and, like, some people's sins were, uh, you know, unforgivable. Uh, Jimmy Gator uh, burns alive. Yeah. Due to frogs, uh, Julianne Moore gets in a horrible car crash. But then, yeah, other people like Donnie Smith gets his teeth knocked in. But then he, you know, he comes out of it better at the end. He's like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, John C. Riley so, yeah. got his moment of getting to to make a call to not arrest him, but to help him to put the money back and everything. Yeah, everybody gets their moment. And I think my favorite one, and this was pointed out when I was reading into it, like you did. Uh, the the startling like thud of the frog wakes up Earl like one last time so we can see that uh, his son came to see him. Oh, um, I didn't see that. So it's oh, like cool. yeah, like you said, every every little thing that was kind of bothering people all washed away by the by the frog purge. And I I don't know. I think there's something really kind of beautiful about that. Uh, it's a little silly in in, the, in just the context of a film, but. Um, when you well, look at it, it's like I a would even push thing. back really on that because cool. that's what I'm. That's what I was saying up at the top, and I mean, like, I think talking about this movie, I'm liking it more um, because, yeah, like, it, there's a couple of uh, through lines throughout it all. One of them is these things happen, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I think uh, even uh, what what's the little kid's name? Scottie, Stanley or Stanley Scotty Pippen? Yeah, I think he even says that he's like. <laughs> the whiz kid like, is oh, these things the old happen. Guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's in the library as well. He's like, yeah, these these are things that happen. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great. So, yeah, I, I I love that theme of just like yeah, you know, it goes on. I like how smart that kid is. <laughs> I like when he tells his you dad. You like to hey, him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I like when I like when he goes and he tells his dad. He's like, you need to be nicer to me. <laughs> just kind of takes control of that it's good for him cathartic yeah but um yeah no I, I i the frogs are silly like i said but i really like it i've definitely been a bit quieter in this discussion mainly because like your guys discussion on it is helping me refresh my memory on it it's been two months or so since i've watched it um but yeah i 
makes me want to rewatch the movie so bad now because I want to catch all these Easter eggs I missed in the first shot. I, I missed that sign of Exodus 82. I, I had no idea this. They're, they're like these Easter eggs even littered throughout. Um, but yeah, makes me love the ending even more. That's such a that's such a cool touch. Um, and it's not even like uh, an analogy of like, you know, and God said he would rain a plague on the world. And so this movie just interpreted as frogs. No, it's like, this is literally God's hand. God is it's literally like, acting yeah, here. This is what this God is. God <laughs> said he said frogs, he would do it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. he'd do it this way. And that's how he did it. Um, and it's, again, yeah, such a hyper-realistic movie. And then you throw in this g- huge biblical direct reference <laughs> but it yeah. works so well it, it it just drives the movie so well and all the characters just get their last moment to shine and that's why it's just such a satisfying ending to such a, a, a dr- melodramatic just like crushing movie um yeah just like how the more we talk about this the more i'm i'm really liking it and i, I wish i had rewatched it a bit in preparation for this um because well, i'm just spending I'm a lot of time you guys... just refreshing yeah, I'm glad you guys have the response you do. And if, if you are liking it more as we talk about it, I guarantee your rewatch is going to be great because that's the thing that really drew me to this movie. Uh, the first time I watched it, I just I was like, yeah, that was that was great. Um, and then for whatever reason, it just stuck in my head, and I was just like replaying these scenes over and over. And the more I thought about it and the more I watched it, I just like it more and more. It's just such a layered, well-written movie um, that works on a lot of different levels for me. So, yeah, I think you guys would really enjoy a rewatch. And this movie, I don't know. It's just like, I don't think he, I don't think PTA knew what he was doing with this making, but it's such a, like, even on a first time watch, an iconic, memorable movie. But weirdly, I've never seen anybody reference this movie. It's just such a coincidence, yeah. fitting, right? That Knives Out made a reference to it. But like, yeah, his character is, I'd argue, more of an iconic movie character than like Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction or something, right? Like, but I don't see how that's not talked about more. This movie, there's so much to kind yeah. of remember about, but I feel like it's really under-talked about. I mean, it's a pretty it's abrasive character to just reference <laughs> a yeah. lot of times. I don't feel like there's a lot of real-life comparisons <laughs> that can be drawn to him specifically. Wait, what? Or the character that I, uh... is. To the character? I mean, I don't feel like... Are you kidding me? I don't feel like. I don't feel like there's any, like... Oh, actually, yeah, actually, like that. Yeah, I was say, there's like days, literally there's like a whole community of I forgot about that fucking weirdos yeah. like that. What do you mean? <laughs> I guess you're right, but that's probably a more prevalent one. But anyway, I digress. Sorry, Kyle. I, I was I was just gonna say I told my dad that uh, <laughs> the this was the matchup: Paddington Two versus Magnolia when it over break. Uh, and uh, he, in fitting fashion, when I mentioned any of our movies, went, "Oh, that sucks." Um, and, uh, but he was like, yeah, no, it, when it came out, it was like, oh, everybody was talking about it. Like, oh, it's Magnolia. So, uh, I guess it was really big when it came out and it's just kind of really dwindled away from, uh, the, uh, pulse since I think the nineties has a lot of, I haven't heard anything. I think the nineties has a lot of victims of like, I don't know, like, the tr- the 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 force of the 2000s or something because like there's a lot of movies from the 90s that are fantastic that i just don't see a lot about you know yeah like the 90s were kind of a weird stage from because like you have the like the shock horror of the 80s and the the really stylistic 
expression of the 70s and then you you kind of take ideas from both of those and take them to the 90s get some great films and then that's kind of put under the rug by like breakbeat and digital recording and yeah. stuff of the of the 2000s like it was just such a big jump yeah. in the 90s i don't think has as much of an aesthetic 90s is, as the decades surrounding it yeah, I 90s guess. Is, like the 90s aesthetic is like prestige cinema like like what what we yeah. ha- like what what we now look at as like um, in almost a mocking way like what prestige cinema looks like that's the ni- that's like so many movies from the 90s but like a lot of them are really good you just don't hear about them mm-hmm. it's it's really weird cuz like yeah. it, it I don't see Oh go I was going to say I don't see how I've never heard anything about this about this movie I I truly had zero preconceptions going into this I knew absolutely nothing and that's yeah. That's boggling to me. Yeah, I just watched it, what, one, two years ago just because uh, I was on a PTA kick. I was like, oh, well, actually, I had heard Tom – this is one of Tom Cruise's best movies as well. And I was like, well, that makes me interested. So it just kind of lined up, and I watched it. And, yeah, like I said, I've never talked with anybody about this movie. I'm glad I've gotten to now. So, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I I just I just I, uh, I was gonna say I just, oh. I just googled '90s movies and like a lot of these I just don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at like these movies. I'm like I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh I oh the Green Mile, Kyle the Green Mile the Green Mile. I was gonna say <laughs> we, now there are some recognizable names: Green Mile, uh, Shawshank, Gump. Uh, <laughs> Gump, Pulp Fiction, yeah. I mean, there certainly are, like, juggernauts of the 90s. Sure. But, like, yeah, ones more like this that aren't as Yeah, like, what is three, what guess? is New Jack City? What is know. New Jack City? <laughs> it's on HBO Max right now. What is it? <laughs> Who's in this? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll let you go on that pair on your own and keep it moving. Um, um, I... I don't know how much more you guys have, but one thing I uh, – we kind of do like a favorite joke or favorite character kind of bit on here quite a bit. What's your guys' favorite coincidence from this movie? Is there like a, a certain series of events you're like, ah, that's nice. Favorite what? You cut out. Coincidence, like specific yeah, example okay. from the movie. Because, uh, for example, I really like uh, uh, Jim, the the police officer, police officer John C. Riley's character. Uh He's going after this girl whose father's name is Jimmy. Jim and Jimmy. Just a little mm. one. <laughs> I never noticed that until this watch, so. Favorite coincidence. I'm just having trouble remembering against it's been so long since I watched yeah. it. But like the ones that we stand yeah, out are the ones I'm that we're I'm probably the only one who's going to have one. The fact that they were all the in the o- San the Fernando Valley think. when frogs fell from the sky. That coincidence? Crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> Could not believe it. Um, Earl Earl Partridge is the uh, producer on... Uh, he's the executive producer on What Do Kids Know? So yeah. that's the connection you get to Partridge and Jimmy Gator and then everybody else. Um, I so I probably probably the theme of what do kids know in general actually now looking at it I think that touches the most people in the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
the the only other thing i wanted to talk about um is did anybody else get faked out by the hour and a half climax and think the movie was going to end <laughs> Yeah, so. which which point. It, well actually this this brings up twofold because i wanted to talk about the score also i think the score is beautiful um, oh i i, I don't totally think we yeah. gave it enough attention um but yeah no it's like there's the it's it's every intention of this is where a movie would end everybody's starting to go on giant monologues um and the score is hammering home and it's building up to a crescendo and there's giant chords being played it's when stanley is yelling at jimmy gator on the show and he's saying oh, like, what i'm yeah. supposed to be a freak um yeah and uh yeah like it's it's all starting to bubble up and i was sitting there and i got a text and i was like all right i'll pause it real quick uh and i looked and there's still an hour and a half left and i was like what the fuck <laughs> you can't do that to me um but i th- i looking back on it really cool scene i like i i genuinely i 100 percent think that was played there specifically for you know to get people to think that the movie is going to end right now and then there's still another half i don't know if i agree with you on on that i, I what i think alex i think it was you who brought up like that like this feels like a stage play was that you at the start uh yeah. and like that's what this kind of felt like to me pacing wise is that like yeah i mean you can watch a, a like a play if you read like any anything that like follows a five act structure you know you'll have like act three that might be like five scenes long act four one scene act five nine scenes long you know like that's kind of what it felt like to me was like oh yeah we're getting like consequences here the characters are going to have a moment of like a moment to turn around and then we'll have like the aftermath of that. Like I, I was like, Oh yeah, this is like more of like a, like a drama. Like I was not expecting the big, Okay. I, I was expecting like an emotional climax and not like a energy climax. If you get what I mean? Like that there was still more to yeah. see from their, from like their experiences that I was like, no, I don't think, I think this is like a symptom of an issue and not the issue being addressed. Mm-hmm. No, I, get I, th- I, th- I think I agree because I, I yeah I never had the sensation it was going to end but I definitely felt that build and that was one of my notes I the score is excellent there and th- that was yeah that was pretty much my notes like just incredible build because you just really feel everybody just kind of starting to boil over um, and like you said mm-hmm. Brendan it's it's more of an emotional uh, climax I guess for a lot of those characters just getting to this this point where they're beginning their descent to their lowest point this is like right before the bubbling over point um yeah i love that sequence uh, yeah music in general is great um I, I i really like i said already i like the the cover of one and uh the the lady who did the soundtrack for this uh, she did a lot of songs for it that didn't end up in the movie but they're all pretty good and uh hmm. did the uh uh wise up that everybody sang at the end um, so yeah, just really, really lovely music and uh, really good score as well. So yeah, yeah no, the soundtrack also does. The soundtrack kicks ass. Um, I was definitely a fan. Yeah, cool. All right, yeah. Anybody? I I think uh, that's it for me. I'm I spent. Don't have anything else really? Well, all right, let's go for it. Kyle, I think you started this off. You want to go into the- Yeah, I guess I did. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I got a lot out of this discussion, actually. This has really uh, helped me reflect on the movie. Um, and it was uh, twofold out of this. Again, looking back on it, um, especially discussing it right next to Paddington, uh, I did not uh, really connect with anybody in this. Um, I'd say overall, I found most of the characters pretty unlikable, actually. Except for um, Frank, right? Even... It, well, yeah, obviously, except for Frank. Yeah. I said characters, not gods. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, I, like, it, what really shocked, I really didn't like John C. Riley's character a lot either. Um, hmm. Yeah. and I, But I, I did like their redemptions all at the end. But on, on that note, yeah, I guess I really, I really, at no point was I, like feeling it in my chest or anything like that i was i was really just watching a movie the whole time um but uh i think there's a ton to chew on here uh i think everybody brought up things that i was like oh yeah yeah i guess that yeah that does make sense um and i really want to rewatch it i think i'm with you ryan i think i get a lot out of this on a rewatch so uh very cool very cool i would i would go so far as to call it an underrated gem um (laughs) Maybe not underrated, but under talked about. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I I I agree. I think that this is this this was a really fantastic little movie to watch. Um, I wish it was shorter, but I don't know what you would take out. I mean, I guess maybe Julianne Moore's plot, but that's also kind of important to the story (laughs) um even if i don't connect perhaps someone who's not a uh a white man in their 20s would relate to that part of the story more than all four of us yeah maybe a white man in his 30s (laughs) perhaps (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah you know so i liked it uh, uh, I, I wish that the frogs weren't injured uh, so badly. You know, some of them, I don't know if you were paying attention, some of them made it out okay from the fall. Some of them hopped away. Others did not. I wish they all got up and hopped away. Oh, my baby. They kick off the screen. <laughs> oh, that would have been so great. This movie would have been, been so great. A the five ending, out of five. The ending of the movie is just like a frog laying there twitching. It gets up, puts on a top hat, does like a little number, and then it does the Looney Tunes like circle white. Now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty good. There are parts of that idea that I think could have definitely worked. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't. I... You just you, yeah. It's yeah, when they're all singing, more. it just cuts to a frog laying on like laying by that like pool, <laughs> also singing. <laughs> I would I would I would have enjoyed that. I, that probably would have made that scene work for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, movie's very good. I really, really liked it. Uh, I don't know really yeah, what else to add. That, That's good. Yeah, that we haven't already talked about. It's just, it's very good. I really want to rewatch it. And it's it's not top three. It is my favorite Tom Cruise performance and top three acting performances of all time. That that, that performance had just wow. layers wow. on layers. I mean, because even before his big breakdown at the end with his dad, like you said, after the interview, it was just twitching and there's just what you what the audience sees of him on stage you know there's so much more behind the scenes in his mind and you kind of just see it through small little 
twitches yeah. and physical acting. There's just so much going on with his character all the time. And so, yeah, I mean, he, he brought his A game and it never felt weirdly like overacting. He was, he just became that character. And it was, that was impressive. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody got something out of it and you guys enjoyed it and uh, want to rewatch it. Cause yeah, it's, it's one that, I've wanted to talk about with people for so long because I I think it's great and this discussion has been really nice. I think it's um, crazy that you weren't able to talk about this movie with other people. Like, I can't imagine watching a movie like this and not going like, oh, "Fuck, did you see that frog shit? Are you kidding me?" Like, you got to well, check this out. It's tough to. <laughs> it's hard for me to recommend three-hour movies because it's like, oh yeah, this movie's really great. Caveat: three hours. Um, and yeah, I, I. If anything, I wish this movie was shorter so I could watch it more often. You know, I don't always have <laughs> three hours to set aside, but uh, I do find it very rewatchable. Despite that, so yeah, I I don't I don't need much for my closing thoughts. Uh, I feel like I talked a lot already, but I I really like it and I think it's really really masterfully made and I like pretty much everything about it. So Magnolia, pretty good. All right, <laughs> down to business. Let's do it. <sighs> Voting time, baby. The la- the, the the final vote of of the of the final vote of the preliminary round because we'll be voting on the other yeah, ones. The round but of like... thirty-two. Yeah, that's the last this one. That's th- well, no. After this, records are set. Yeah, records are set for the round of sixty-four. So this is this is pretty big. I'll uh I'll take lead on voting then. Um, I'm gonna go Paddington too. Uh. It, it just means a lot to me. I think I expressed, especially now, how much I really like Magnolia. But uh, what it comes down to ultimately is, like I said, I, 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 I do feel the emotional beats in Paddington too. I love that little damn bear. Uh, <laughs> and the, the jokes are hilarious. I, I love, you know, I mean, again, it's, 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 it's a movie built for me. Um, so, yeah, I, all that being said, I, I will probably watch Magnolia again before I watch Paddington 2, but yeah, that, my vote goes to Paddington 2. That's such an interesting thing to say, Kyle, that the children's movie was made for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, I got a small peanut ring. What, what you got to say about that, punk? <laughs> I just, Kyle's like 80% skull. <laughs> 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 got a hard noggin that Kyle. <laughs> we played peewee football, didn't need a helmet. <laughs> Actually, they made me wear a helmet so I didn't injure other kids when I tackled them. Uh, all right. Uh, probably no surprise for me. I'm going to stick with my pick, Magnolia. Um, ultimately, it's just about connection. I did like Paddington, too. Um and even though I preferred Paddington 1, I think even if it was in its place, I don't think either of them would uh, change what connects with me in, in films. And this is just something that, I don't know, I connect with the characters. And, and I, I think a lot of how the film is made and present uh, presented to the audience is just really exceptional. Really has a firm hold on my mind, I guess. It just, I don't know, it's something I think about pretty often. And I think it's really well executed in, in most ways. Uh, so yeah, my vote, Magnolia. I I gonna, I feel like gonna break Alex, it up. I feel like you and me are probably in the same boat right now. Where I'm I'm still thinking I don't know which one I'm gonna vote for. 
<laughs> no, actually, I, I know I'm going to vote for. Um, okay, uh, then you go first because I like I, I when we when we took the break before we started talking about uh, Magnolia, I was like three months ago. I probably could have told you like I'm going this way without a doubt. Now I'm like I'm so far away from it that I'm like I don't know. I don't know which one I I, I want to pick. So yeah, I mean if you have a clear idea, go for it because I'm still yeah still processing. That's surprising. I thought I didn't think your emotions were so uh, or your opinions were so equal on this show. But um yeah, uh, as much as I love that cute marmalade bear, my vote is going to Magnolia. It's just there's so much to sink your teeth into in that movie. And it leaves you thinking well after watching it. Um, you're constantly just, I'm constantly just wanting to go back and rewatch it and just, you know, sort of feel those same emotional beats again, explore and, and kind of dig up those little Easter eggs that are thrown throughout. Um, added to the fact that I just, it, it's such an underrepresented movie and I can't believe how it's, how that's the case. It's just, it, it was truly super impressive and, and incredible. And Paddington, too, I mean, was also just so fun and so cute and so endearing and charming. Another super rewatchable movie. Both of these movies I want to show my family and friends for very different reasons. But both, but they both share the, the <laughs> fact that these are both very good movies that I want everyone to experience and I love talking about them. Um, but uh, there's, just, there's just more in Magnolia to, to appreciate. Okay. Um well my time's up. Now I have to now I have to make a decision. So uh honestly, like it seems like I was really negative on Paddington too. Um but you know, after talking about it again and, and thinking about it more, I'm negative about it because I liked the first one a lot. You know, and that's like a weird that's a weird position to be in because it's like, yeah, I, I just really liked the first one and I didn't think this You're one was critical as good. of the ones you love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I have to explain that to uh, my girlfriend a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it, it's weird. I really like the, I really like the feeling of watching a Paddington picture. Uh, I really like that feeling, and I, I don't really love the feeling of watching Magnolia. And I don't know how much of my enjoyment with Magnolia was tied to the fact that, like, it could have gone anywhere and done anything. You know, how new it was, how fresh it felt. Um, and that's my sticking point is, like, I don't know which one I really liked more at the end of the day. Because it's like, I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess it doesn't matter what I vote for right now. Um it matters to some of us. I, and it matters to me. <laughs> my, heart, my heart's racing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I have to go Magnolia, but like Kyle, I want you to know that this is God really hard. Like this is really hard for me because I like. Oh man, but I kind of want to go Paddington too. I don't even know if I want to set that because I like the feeling of Paddington. Paddington just feels so warm, so warm, so cuddly. Fuck, you know what? Fuck it, Paddington Two. There's too much. Flip there, a coin. There, there's too much sh sad oh, shit here. Paddington Two. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Because like I, I'm thinking about Why it, it's like I'd rather like I'd rather be sitting down watching Patty and two. Like I want to do that again. I don't know that I want to do that with Magnolia again. I don't know that I want that feeling again. Those were so rough. Th- those feelings were so sour, so rough, so hard that I I don't want them. I don't want them again. I don't want them anymore. <laughs> Embrace okay. them, Brendan. Come on. You can if change Magnolia, your vote again. Come on, man. Yeah. If Magnolia had fewer frogs in it, would you change your mind? No, I don't think so. Cause like <laughs> the frog thing is like ninety percent a bit. I, I like. <laughs> All right, so final, final vote, vote Paddington final vote. too. I think I, I think ah. I think there's too much pain. What a roller coaster! I literally Fuck. I'm I'm figuring it out in this moment how I feel. <laughs> Stymied again. Oh, thank you, thank you. For like that. as I voted for Magnolia. Like, I felt like both movies flashed all the way through in my head. And I went, yeah, no, I, just, I don't think I can say that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. It's official. Paddington yeah. 2. Wait. Well, in, in the in the tiebreaker, yeah, Magnolia has a 4.1 getting beat by Paddington 2's 4.2. Oh, oh, that's so close. IMDb has, IMDb has Magnolia winning, so... Yeah, that, that oh, really? really could have gone no. either way. Uh, I will say, even without meme status, Magnolia has more fans on Letterboxd. <laughs> Rats. Well, hey, you know what? And you can take oh, you can take right. pride in the fact that the Magnolia rating is probably more uh, honest. True. I'd probably buy so that's it, like that's like a let hard Kyle have I mean, this win. <laughs> let Kyle. I voted yeah, for it. I'm letting. Him. I I'm I literally know. letting oh, him no, win. I, I don't care. Are you kidding me? I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Go on. That's. I needed that. Uh, all right, roll them. All bones. right, January fourteenth. Oh, Twenty. No, hold on a minute. We need some ceremony. Yeah. Well, January there's not even bones 14, to roll. Twenty twenty three. Oh, I guess we're rolling the. There's not. Wait, I guess we're rolling bones on on which matchups to do. I guess, right? Would we still want to do? Th- I guess, yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. So we we started what August of 2021, and year and a half later, we're here. We did it. We've gotten through it. Pretty solid effort, yeah. everybody. That was a, that was a fun round of 32. It was. What uh? Here's here's a question I wanted or, sorry, to ask 64. at the end of this. Um, I, I, everybody, I think everybody's listed, but just so we have it, what is everybody's big regret pick that looking back on it, they would have, mm. uh, they would have chosen otherwise. Uh, I for sure would have picked something other than, um, Rocketeer. I think, I think I'm glad we all watched. Oh no, no. I mean on a matchup vote. Oh, not, not on the okay. list. We can do that after though. That's cool too. Um, I don't know. I feel pretty good about all my votes. There's not one you'd want to change to get another movie in instead of. You know, no. I, I I like the movies that we have. The only ones that I miss are the movies that were mine. Like, and I voted for myself. <laughs> I think uh, with the the only exception was uh, was Rocketeer. It was the only time I didn't vote for myself. So. Okay. Y'all know my regret. Okay. Yeah, the <laughs> only the only man to sink himself. <laughs> 
and for I, no reason too. I'm, like it, it wasn't like the the sentiment around that well, movie was like, oh, it's bad. <laughs> no, yeah. So I did not vote against myself to. Sorry, I'm not now regretting my choice because I'm the only one to you know sink myself, or I could have tied with Kyle. No, it's just. I'm Lost City of Z is a better movie in my eyes than well, it was Better Luck Tomorrow, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just extra stings that uh, I put myself in last place because of that. Dang. Yeah, Kyle, I said I, one uh, to you, didn't I? But I don't remember. Yeah, what it was. yeah, uh, Sisters, Brothers over City of God, which I think, I think I take that back. <laughs> I think I'm happy with oh, that bitch. decision. Although I will say, looking at it now. I think I wish I would have voted for Inside Lewin Davis over Leon. Yes. This. That's mine. why is everyone That's saying mine. this now? <laughs> it's 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 taken Leon a long time bad. to come to that, but but I really like uh, I really like Lewin Davis. Um, <laughs> the only- I no yeah I've I've said this to Brendan a couple of times. I I have thought about Lewin Davis since we've watched it. I have not thought about Leon once. Leon bad, uh, and I've just been like, man, you know, I think I think I would have I think I would have voted for Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, and then I guess as another small thing, the two I think I've changed my two on tune on that have kind of lived positively in my mind are American Animals and Better Luck Tomorrow. I think those have held up better in my memory than when I first watched them. I, if I rewatched them, that might change, but at least like thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that, that was fine. I think I was probably a little harsh on those. Maybe I don't know. Well, that that yeah. warms my heart. I like here. I, I, you know, I picked some. I picked some like weird ones. I think, uh, and I'm and I'm yeah. glad that at the very least, it, it, it they've stuck with people and 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 you guys have been like, oh, you know what, American Animals. Yeah. I didn't love the choices, but I am thinking about the choices. Yeah, they kind of subvert what I uh, subvert my taste a little bit. And that, I think that's why, like, I've had to think about it a little bit longer and be like, yeah, you know what? That was different than what I'd normally prefer, but different's not always a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just happy everyone voted for Push. That, that to me, is still, like, my crowning, like, victory. <laughs> I, I'm not. I can't, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> what was it against? Yeah. Well, it was against uh, David. She's taking uh, on uh, a juggernaut in the next what, round, what, what you son movie? of a bitch. <laughs> David Copperfield. There we She's go. going it's up Kyle's against silly the magician movie. <laughs> Mighty Green Mile. Uh, all right. It's going to curb stomp your ass. Do we want to... I guess we'd need to roll, right? Yeah. Yeah, because... I, I, I think gotta... adding... Keeping the, the uncertainty is good. It keeps me interested. Yeah, okay. most definitely. So, so this will be uh, 1 to 16 because we're starting back over, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're just doing one matchup. Is that what we're deciding for this second we'll, round? We'll just... start with one. And yeah, because we can we always go. just okay. record another, another after if it goes really short. Put it together. Okay. Um. Okay. So the very first matchup of the round of thirty-two, we rolled fourteen. Which, if I'm correct, that makes it. Doctor Strange Love versus Better Luck Tomorrow. Wow, that's what I heard. That's crazy. Lost City of Z. That's crazy. We're watching. We're watching like movies that we've seen relatively recently again. I was. I was kind of in yeah. my mind. I was. I was. I was hoping a little bit for a movie from like the the start, like a 
But hey, no, I mean if that's where it... I mean we can we can weigh these odds if we want to. Although I'm I'm not really opposed either way. No, I mean I'm I'm we good did with just it. watch I'm good with it. Strange Love, but no, I, okay. I, I, hey, listen, I say we respect the dice yeah. okay. going forward, you know? Lady Luck has, uh, has never turned yeah. me astray yet, so I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And I think sure. we'll put, well, also, I think we'll probably take a little bit of a breaky poo, um, you know, because there's some specials we want to put out before then, and uh, I think also do a little, like, let's look back on the round of 64. So <laughs> we'll probably have another month, I imagine, before we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I won't watch them right away. Then I'll give yeah. it a I'll give it a little rest. Kyle, you 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 put out yeah. uh you you let us know when we should rewatch them. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Take it away. I feel, I, I I don't know. I, I kind of wish I played an instrument so I could play us out. Or yeah, something. like uh, order. Get your. It feels like it should be more ceremonious, but we're kind of just sitting on our. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's kind of it's it's should have got champagne. It's like the what are we doing? It's like the end of it's like the end of the school year or something when you're like a kid. But like, like yeah. senior year, yeah, senior where you're year. like you you know you're coming back, but it's just kind of like mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is gonna be weird. This like we we did something here. We finished something. But we're gonna make this the best summer ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> freeze frame. Freeze frame. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Get your recorder right, out, right? Well, play the titanic again or something i don't, know. <laughs> I don't remember Wait, yeah, what what instruments do people have around them at the moment i have a keyboard um i have i have a harmonica i have this this isn't an instrument <laughs> i i don't really want to set all this up i kind of i kind of gotta get going <laughs> oh yeah where you I gotta mean, yeah. go uh, the parrot calls let's see avatar oh, oh. Ooh, right. okay yeah Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh. Ryan, you know that you decide when this ends, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you stuck through through all the episodes, uh, um, put, put, leave a comment that said, I was here I, I was here in the early days or, or something. I don't, I don't care what you do. Yeah, and we'll, we'll pin it to the Spotify. Wait, actually, uh, I... <laughs> On a sentimental note, I, I I know it's mostly Ryan's friends, but to anybody who has listened, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, that's uh, please. We, honestly, we put, I don't. I don't. I don't like check stuff, but I know that there is a reply feature to Spotify now. I mean, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, I think there's. Yeah, a I have been replying. I I've been I've been in the replies of the Spotify posts because. I like to give Kyle a hard time, but if there's anyone else shouting into that void, I'd love to hear. I, I don't have Spotify, so I have not looked. I should. You do should that, probably look. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's our uh, Kyle's our la- like the laziest uh, uh, PR manager you could possibly ask for. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. I don't think we've posted on the Twitter in about a year. Uh, you know, but that's fine. That's All fine. Right. Yeah, we're actually on the Mastodon now, so. all right well anyway thanks for listening uh for new and ongoing viewers uh or listeners we we do appreciate it we're having fun doing this and we're glad we can connect with some people so thanks again and uh hope you enjoyed the round of 32 bye-bye